From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guests from Boston, Massachusetts, none such recording artist, Lake Street Dive. And from Austin, Texas, dual-tone recording artist, Shaky Graves. I'm Helen Forrester. Right now, please help me welcome our host and my husband, Nick Forrester. Thanks, Ellen. We are here at E-Town Hall, and nobody else is here. It's just us. We have two musical guests this week, as usual, both joining us virtually. One band, one solo artist, one male vocalist, one female lead vocalist. Both of them are songwriters and musical explorers, and both of them have also found ways to give back to their communities during what has been a crazy year for all artists, and actually for most of us. I'm impressed that almost all the musicians I know have been really productive during the shutdown, either practicing more or learning, taking lessons, co-writing remotely, recording, and of course, lots of it via the never-ending Zoom calls. Not the best, but we are starting to see signs of life in performing world, cautious openings, social distance, limited capacity shows. Unless you're in a state that hasn't embraced science yet, in which case everything is already back to normal. But either way, things are trending in a good direction for live music. This week, we're starting out with one of our favorite bands. You know their story. They met while in music school in Boston. They created an instantly recognizable sound built around Rachel Price's singing. But actually, everyone in the band is a great singer. They're all writers, great musicians. We last featured them when they were headlining a show at the world-famous Red Rocks Amphitheater. They're here this week via Zoom, and we're going to play some songs from their latest record. Here comes Lake Street Dive. Obviously.
Lake Street Dive. Welcome back to E-Town. So good to connect with you, even if it is via the internet instead of seeing you guys in person. How's everybody doing? You all doing okay? Just Hang bad. In there. <laughs> I think this is the longest time I've ever spent with my wife mm. in a continuous stretch. And you've been um, married for four years? I mean, years? three, three, three years? years, but we've known each other since 2014. Right. Uh, so ain't that saying something. Yeah. I, I ask this because this is a profound shift for you guys who have spent so much of the last, you know, more than a decade on the road um, touring all the time. So this is a huge change to not be out there. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you've all been busy during the pandemic. You've been making videos and doing uh, recordings and and you made a, a brand new record. The record is called Obviously. Um, you recorded it in Tennessee and with a new producer this time, with Mike Elizondo, you know, a producer who's got a lot of experience in hip-hop music. I mean, he has worked with Dr. Dre and Eminem and 50 Cent and Mary J. Blige. Um, and uh, Aki, let me ask you, I think this is kind of a standout record for you <laughs> as a singer and as a co-writer and as a contributor. I mean, you really have a lot of impact on this record. Had not considered it a standout record. Now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> uh, but yes, Without even very much of uh, my noticing, I was integrated on every level. <laughs> and yeah, I, it, in the making of the record, I definitely didn't, I wasn't tracking that. But uh, as it came to fruition, I was like, oh, I'm singing on this. Oh, God, I wrote that. Uh, uh, you know, so yes, I'm all over this record for better or worse. Yeah, I think it's less about this being a standout record for Aki and more that we had been very much holding him back in the past. This is less of, of Aki coming of age and more just like him being utilized to his full extent by us for a change. Yeah. The fault is ours that this wasn't <laughs> happening yeah. much, much sooner. And to McDuck's point, you have done a great job of not just integrating, but uh, making the whole thing better. So congrats. Well, thank you. Yeah. Let me ask you, I know that um, every parent... Uh, loves their children equally. But um, Aki, do you have a favorite track on the record or or something that sort of stands out for you? Well, <laughs> uh, the duet you sing with Rachel, is that perhaps the one? I don't know. That, uh, <laughs> it's certainly, uh, I would say I'm standing out the furthest on that one. Uh, exciting to consider that's happening. Uh, whenever I hear my voice in that context, I am shocked and alarmed and <laughs> proud. Oh, come on, man. It sounds great. So we're talking about the song, Same Old News. Um, why don't we listen to it right now? All right. Let's do it. Didn't know we could do that.
And now we're back. <laughs> so, um, Rachel, I want to ask you um, the same thing I asked Aki, which is, how about you? Are you looking at any tracks in particular on the record with a special fondness? 
Um, in general, I'm still really into the record. When I put it on, I'm I'm pretty excited about the sounds. Yeah. But I think one of the songs that I'm like most taken by is Sarah because it doesn't sound like anything else that we've ever done. So this right. is a song that Mike Calabrese wrote, and I believe it's the it's the final track on the album. Right. And it's like an all acapella track, and. I also am really taken by it because if I'm being completely honest, I didn't hear the potential in the song when I first heard it. When I first heard the demo, I was like, this isn't really a song that like, yeah. we're going to be able to do anything special with. Well, it's kind of tough subject matter, too. Yeah, it is. Because this is like, hey, we've been going along and I've been either enabling or tolerant of this situation yeah. that has gotten out of control and I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. It's a very relatable, I think, uh, yeah. subject material while being very specific and like very personal. Yeah. And it also has a very contemporary um, treatment of some of the harmony vocals, right? Yeah. It's an amazing arrangement by my Calabres and Aki and yeah. there's a good amount of vocoder. Um, I just want to give props to how well they sang the, that stuff in tune because I was shocked when it was happening. I was like, damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just like, I like being surprised in that way. It's, yeah. I feel like that's such a valuable lesson every time that people in the band give songs and you hear them and you don't hear their potential. And then they become like so special. Like, I think it's such a special song on the record. Like, yeah. I think the record would not be the same without it. So I think I love those sorts of lessons. And so I get attached to songs because of that. Let's listen to it. Let's listen to it now. Woo.
That's the song Sarah from Lake Street Dive. The record is called Obviously, out on None Such Records. And the band is Rachel Price, Bridget Carney, Michael Calabrese, Michael McDuck Olson, and Aki Burmese. They'll be back later on in the show. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. E-Town is celebrating its 30th anniversary on April 22nd, that's Earth Day, with a special live stream event. It's going to include unique performances by Bob Weir, Sam Bush, Raquel Garcia, and many more amazing guests. For more information, go to etown.org slash 30. That's etown.org slash 30. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Lake Street Dive is going to be back later on in the show. Right now, I want to tell you about our next guest, Shaky Graves, Alejandro Rose Garcia. Grew up in Austin, Texas. He moved to Los Angeles and had a career as an actor for a while, but he always loved playing music. He started writing songs and performing in L.A., and he came back to Texas and began attracting a large following. He was not only stuck at home during the pandemic, but he was at home during the big Texas deep freeze that happened in February of this year. We'll hear more about that later on. Shaky Graves has a new record. It's called Roll the Bones 10, celebrating 10 years since he first released the record called Roll the Bones. But he didn't really release it back then. He actually just made it available on Bandcamp. And it was kind of mysterious. There wasn't a lot of promotion behind it. But people found it, and it caught on. It ended up being one of the biggest sellers on Bandcamp's website, And it announced the arrival of this unique artist. Ten years later, there's now a double CD. One side is the reissue, re-release of Roll the Bones. The other is a CD that has 15 additional tracks that are songs, outtakes, pieces and parts of other things, bits of conversation. It's called Odds and Ends. And um, it is that, but it's really engaging. And the combination is really cool. Once again, it's Shaky Graves, Roll the Bones 10. Here comes the song Chinatown from Shaky Graves. This heart of mine keeps decent time. Though my ears may be weak, my eyes may be all the blind, I still have sense of time. 
I've paid my dues I'm one or two But still it keeps a boiling down to you So choose to be my victory I don't think that it's ever faded in a person that you'll write some music. You know, your life events dictate and situations dictate what you create, kind of whatever you do. I, I sort of think of it all kind of like this. I mean, all the songs that I have written, I feel like I have just captured out in the wild. I've never set out trying to be the best musician. I just wanted to live a, a life worth living. I, 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 I want to be here while I am, and songs become just sort of distilled time, experience. All of my music is, comes from my friends, the things I've wanted to do, the things I have done. It's just a big mishmash of, of dreams, of <laughs> reality. Whatever the series of events, you know, my life that led me to meeting you that night, and the series of events that, you know, sent Jay Manley on his path, somehow met up in the future. And through that, using that guitar, 
I ended up writing these songs that I don't think I would have written on any other guitar. It's just the time and the place and, and the culmination of that. And that's what I caught sort of out of the air. And then now I feel like I'm just sort of get to be the shepherd of these songs. You know, I, I heard something and put it together and named it. And now that's something that I get to be responsible for, that, you know, tied to my, to my life. And then whatever, those songs might inspire other songs. You know, it's just a continuous tumbling of time. It's craziness. But it's our craziness. And we all share that. And that's maybe my favorite thing about it all. Just those echoing voices through time. Alejandro Rose Garcia, Shaky Graves, welcome back to E-Town. It's good to be here, it, you know, yeah, man. virtually, VR style. <laughs> Can I start by asking how you fared in the big Texas deep freeze? Um, I did better than I guess I could have. I lost power for about three days. Basically, it was all, you know, curveballs. I mean, I'd imagine Colorado is a little more used to um, stuff like this, but it got pretty serious pretty fast. And I, I did a lot of uh, kind of mutual aid work that I didn't, you know, I didn't seek it out. It was just sort of somebody put something up and asked if there would be volunteers. And I showed up and then I was there for like five days handing out MREs and water to people. And wow. uh, it's, it's wild. It's pretty, pretty eye-opening and, and heartbreaking a little bit. So Yeah, but you rolled up your sleeves and, and lit a hand. Yeah. I mean, I think anybody... If you realize how serious it is, I think it's kind of there's nothing else you can really do except try and get used to your neighborhood and um, get used to weird stuff happening. Because obviously, I didn't expect any of this, so you know I'm yeah. just rolling with the punches these days and and uh, happy to have friends and family and feel grateful. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I should just mention your your new record, which which is Roll the Bones Ten or X, as some people may <laughs> see it, is two CDs. So the, the idea is that the first one is actually just the re-release of, of Roll the Bones. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second one is Odds and Ends, which is just pieces and parts and demos and phone conversations. And I, I, I tried to make the second half of it sound as much like a, like a mixtape as I could. Yeah, That was something that when I first moved away from Austin and went to LA, I would, I would make mixtapes for my friends. Well, it also, it also feels a little bit more free in terms of the creativity because you're Combining elements almost like a collage. You yeah. know, it almost has a visual flavor to it. Yeah. You know, I'm a sucker for like audio landscape stuff. So I, yeah, I tried exactly. to put as much in there as I could. Let's talk a little bit about one of the recurring themes of the odds and ends disc anyway, which is the 1932 Gibson L7. <laughs> yeah. And um, so just tell us about that. That's definitely the main story I think I tried to get across. When I was living in LA around 2009, and I had and you're been, doing some acting right there as well. Yeah. yeah, that was my my first journey out to the big city was like, I'm going to go and test my mettle as an actor. And I grew up in theater and stuff. And my mom was like, why not? And so L.A., I was alone a lot and um, started to just kind of dive into making things. And then eventually that kept turning into finally playing out a little bit more and going to open mics. And um, I used to open up the show, you know, that would be like five people. And one night I went and bumped into this guy and had one of those conversations that just kind of changes your life where it was like, I have something for you. So it must have been um, 2009. I was supposed to play a show. 
my friend Tommy, who ran the venue, it was his birthday, and someone had tipped him a couple of these pre-wrapped little Reese's Cup chocolates and had sort of implied that they were special. And so he was like, I think these are mushroom chocolates. I don't know. Do you want to do this because it's my birthday? And I said, sure. About an hour passes and we see each other and we're like, I guess those are just fancy chocolates. And then like <laughs> another 45 minutes passes and we're like, not chocolates, not just regular chocolates. And around that same time, he introduced me to you. And he said, hey, this is my friend Jason71. Uh, I think you guys will get along. Went out and smoked a cigarette and started talking about music and didn't stop for like an hour and a half, you know? And suddenly I forgot that I was supposed to play a show. And so I went inside and played this trippy show where I was talking my hands. And and it, it was kind of one of the first times that I really felt like I I was actually playing the kind of music that I was writing in front of a crowd. And you saw that. I'm not sure if... I, I'm not sure if you had ever seen me play before. I think you haven't. It was the first time I saw you yeah. play. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then afterwards you were like, I have something for you. And laid the heaviest fish on me ever. It was like I have a 1932 Gibson L7 guitar that was belonged to my grandma's boyfriend who horribly burned his hands in a bunker fire and had to re-break the cartilage in his fingers to play it. <laughs> and uh, I'd like you to play it. And I was like, you, <laughs> you said what? And he presented me with this like beautiful, you know, beat up case that has Jay Manley's name on the outside of it. And, you know, when you open it up, it has that very distinct smell of... It's like an attic smell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah with a little bit of like old, you know, old equipment. Old musty. Yeah, old yeah. garage vibe. And I pulled that thing out and and it just wouldn't, tune for me when I first tried to play it. It was like refused to hang out with me. I'd try and get it in a tune and it would just at, at its own will be like, Meow, you know, and, and just dive out of tune. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure this out. And one day I finally sat down. I was like, you and me are going to, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. And so I started to play and just sort of let it tune into whatever tuning it wanted to be in. That ended up being roughly around open C sharp, which is the tuning that I'd now play in, you know, uh, on purpose. Yeah. And that was my first exposure really to like playing in open tunings. I just let it go wherever it wanted to. And pretty much immediately I started to write kind of the five songs that I've, I've played the most in my career and the ones that have kind of opened the most doors and, and kind of become my signatures, so to speak, I guess. Your sound. Yeah. Yeah. And so that guitar gave you that. You know, they have things to teach us. Yeah. You know, it's really cool that you know the story of that guitar, because most of the time, <laughs> if you're lucky enough to get an old guitar, it's just like, hey, I have an old guitar from the 30s. Yeah. So you've got that whole thing. And I have to say, uh, you know, the guitar playing is really solid, and it kind of put me in mind of, like, John Fahey and Stephen Stills hanging out in some you know, funny little bar in the mountains of Colorado. <laughs> and then Donovan walks in and there's like this sort of, you know, it was this funny musical collision, but it's, it's really good. It's great. You know, and that's like that, that image that you just painted. If I told myself that in 2009, I would have been like, Oh yeah. And I have no idea what you were talking about. You know, this, this is all stuff that now I've circled back around to and have been like, Oh, this is, hugely influential, but I just didn't, some of it I just hadn't even heard, you know? Well, let's listen to another track from your Odds and Ends uh, CD. This is, in fact, a continuation of this story. 
one called The Haunted Guitar. All right, so the question is, who is Jay Manley? Because for me, Jay Manley was this guitar. It was haunted. It was haunted guitar. Um, so Jay was in my life as a child, um, as was my grandmother's boyfriend who was always around. Sweet old man. Um, didn't have really any other family and always talked about jazz and playing guitar. And that's kind of when I found out that he was a jazz musician in the 30s as part of a pickup band that would come through Kansas City. So he was really big in the, the Kansas City jazz scene. And he was like one of the only white musicians that was allowed to kind of fit in in the black part of town in, in the, you know, black bars and service restaurants and stuff. Um, and then the war started, and I think he ended up hitting the beach in Normandy the day after his birthday. He just saw major action. Uh, the Band of Brothers was kind of what he did. He was just in the, in the thick of it. Ended up getting w wounded and um, ended up in the hospital. And then, you know, as fate have it, the hospital catches on fire. One by one, taking, you know, as the place is burning and he's getting burned, taking one by one all these different uh, injured soldiers out, carrying them out, dragging them out. So he ended up saving 30 guys um, and screwing up his hands. So in order to even play again, he had to break the cartilage in his fingers every day just so he could play the again. So it was a big struggle for him, but, you know, he just was always fighting to get back to playing. So his prized possession, what is it, a Gibson L7? It's a 1932 Gibson L7. L7, okay, yeah. You know, me and him started connecting over music because he, you know, but I was into the, you know, the cure, and, you know, he was other. <laughs> but still, it was like a cool connection, and he passed, and this guitar ended up with me, and I'd always played it, and just kind of like, I wonder what it would what it sounded like when somebody who knew how to play this guitar could play it. So that would have been sitting in my mind for years and years and years. I just remember seeing you play. Great. And it was just, it, it, it hit me, that's the guy. That's the guy who's supposed to play the guitar. In case you just joined us, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Shaky Graves, Alejandro Rose Garcia, and we're listening to Odds and Ends, parts of his new release called Roll the Bones 10. Um, let me ask you, Alejandro, about Shaky Graves Day in Austin, Texas. Well, that was a thing that, you know, the city uh, being Austin, Texas, so they give out days to culturally significant or insignificant people. In my case, this was like 2011 or 12 when I got bestowed with the honor of a day. It was a, a perfect combo of me starting to play out and make a name of myself and also dating a girl whose mom worked for the city. So that worked out great, ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So it, it really just happened that one day. It's not a reoccurring thing at all. So the, the, okay. the next year, I decided to just kind of play along and run off with the ball. And um, so I would have a show every year. And then I, however much money I make in that, in that window, show included, sometimes we did a couple shows. I would give half of that to a charity that just changes every year kind of based on whatever's going on. So this year I gave it to, it's a, a project that a friend of mine named Jazz Mills and a couple other people, uh, another artist that lives in town, Caroline Rose, and and a, a squad of women that have 
just decided to go ahead and start feeding this homeless camp that is in North Austin called um, Camp Mendoza or something. Anyway, it's it's like 250, you know, homeless people camped out near a highway wow. that got brutally, you know, beat up by this storm too. I think they're trying to do seven hot meals a week and it's wow. just kind of no questions asked. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's basically letting music really be the the driver for creating community and yeah. building that community and, and sort of keeping the community together. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I just want to make sure that people are aware of this new project. So Roll the Bones 10 or Roll the Bones X, as some people might read it, um, is uh, basically a two-parter. Mm-hmm. And the second part is the odds and ends that includes not only stories of the haunted 1932 Gibson L7, <laughs> but it also includes um, a bunch of other stuff. And um, there's, what is the song? Is it Oh, the Rain that starts out with somebody yelling, get a job, hippie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite sound clips of my best friend who's, who's, uh, he's the person that that's been yelled at him, I think a lot, you know, so to have a recording <laughs> of him yelling that at someone who was yelling at us in a car as they drove by, it's my favorite thing. <laughs> Um, the idea that you can make stuff and along the way give back and notice where you can help, that's a powerful combination. Well, I think it's all sort of an energy exchange in its own. You know, it's like music itself yeah. is just giving it back and forth. And at the end of the day, that's all money really is anyway, too. It's just a way to get by. So if you can somehow fuse them all together, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Um, well, listen, I, I just appreciate you taking the time to visit. Good to see you. Good to be with you a little bit. And um, maybe we'll see each other in person before too long. Oh, yeah. It's great to see you, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's a tall mountain, but well worth the climb. Yeah, well worth the climb. That's Shaky Graves, Alejandro Rose Garcia from Austin, Texas. We'll be back with more from Lake Street Dive right after a break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as a charter sponsor of Change the Course, a freshwater conservation and restoration program created by Bonneville Environmental Foundation and National Geographic. You can learn more about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WRUR in Rochester, New York, on KZYX in Mendocino County, California, and on WWNO in New Orleans, Louisiana. As always, if you want more information about any of our guests this week, there's lots of info at etown.org. We are back with Lake Street Dive. We're going to play the song Making Do, but before we do, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about it. 
it's basically uh, uh, almost an apology to younger generations saying, you know, hey, um, o- older people could have and should have done more on behalf of the planet, on behalf of the environment. Am I getting that right? Is that basically the message of the song? Yeah, it's also kind of like you could do it with really any generation too because you know i mean that's where that whole hashtag okay boomer came from you know it's like yeah there's this whole baby boomer generation and it's like i mean i don't i don't want to blame my parents for the situation we're in because the other message of the song is that you are given a certain situation and sometimes necessarily like wouldn't it be nice if everybody who cared about the environment didn't have to worry about food, shelter, clothing, and were happy in their lives and could just be like, let's go and take care of this. But unfortunately, the way things are set up is that people don't have that time. They don't have the resources even to protect resources. Right. This is Mike Calabrese, by the way. Should I take the OK Boomer thing personally or think we can move past that? Absolutely not. You know, it's it's not all boomers. <laughs> all right, well, let's listen to the song Making Do, Lake Street Dive. To the next generation, Merry Christmas. You're working harder than ever now in the coffee sex. Cops. Whoa. 
You are listening to E-Town. I'm here with Lake Street Dive. I want to talk a little bit about um, the song Nobody's Stopping You Now. And Rachel, you and Bridget wrote the song. Did you conjure up images as you were making it? Yeah, entirely. I mean, I started the song simply just imagining my uh, younger self, like specifically around the age of like 12 or 13. I started sort of unearthing uh, journals from around that time because I journaled a lot. So I was sort of trying to reacquaint myself with who I was at that age, because I do feel like it's pretty common that kids around the age of like 11, 12, 13, they become self-conscious in a way that sometimes for me, like breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, they sort of start to realize that they're supposed to like act a certain way, but like no one's telling them that they need to act a certain way. They're just absorbing it unconsciously, but they're not always things that like they need to do. (laughs) Um, so like specifically for me as like a girl, I was observing things that women were doing to be considered valuable. Yeah. Am I right that, um, when you were 12 or 13, you were wearing dresses and performing on stages? Yeah, I was. I definitely was. So you had a real jump start into adulthood that in some ways kept you from climbing a tree or whatever you might have been inclined to do. Yeah. And I actually, I was like a pretty like rough kid. I loved to like sit in dirt and like cover myself (laughs) with it. Like literally, like I love to skin my knee. Like I was like a very fearless like bike rider. I like to go really fast. And I like to just like be like really dirty all summer. Like the imagery for that song was just remembering that like I was like a dirty, chubby child when I was 11 years old. And I just walked around in T-shirts that went over my knees and never took a shower all summer. And it was just me thinking about like that version of me that I would like to still have access to. Well, Rachel, thanks for the reminder. Uh, important for all of us to remember that we can tap into that childlike part of our personality. Here's the song, Nobody's Stopping You Now. Lay down, girl, the summer's coming on, take off your makeup. And take off your shoes Trade in a dress for something Oversized and let your mind go Wherever you choose Don't try to be a woman anymore Nobody's taught you
We are back with Lake Street Dive. As a band, you've achieved so much. You've accomplished so much. Is there, it's a tough time to be ambitious because we're all kind of stuck at home, but but do you think about things that would be meaningful achievements for the band at this point? Yeah, we have an initiative where we have gathered um, a ton of musicians and we're collectively all offering um, donation-based music lessons. And all of the money is going, um, 100% is going to racial justice organizations. So that's been a really awesome thing to, you know, flesh out and like work work on um, with all of this free time. I don't think we would have necessarily taken it on if we hadn't had all this free time, but now it's sort of it's running itself, which is really great. So it's called Virtual Lessons for Actual Change. And anybody can go on and they can pay $50 and that money will go to a racial justice organization and you'll get a music lesson. Wow. And everybody on the site is a really, really wonderful musician. So wow. it's really cool. And uh, tell me again the name of the um, enterprise and the website where people can f- learn about it. It's called Virtual Lessons for Actual Change. And that's the website as well. Virtual Lessons for Actual Change. Yeah. .org, .com, something like that. Yeah. Definitely something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. com. I think it's, it's com. It's com. It's okay. Com. We got com. Google will handle it. Virtual Lessons. <laughs> okay. Um, that does not surprise me that your ambition and that your uh, collective um, goals have to do with making things better and making things more just celebrating this opportunity that we have to make things better in this country, particularly around racial justice. So I, I applaud you as even more, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. 
Anyway, once again, my guest, Lake Street Dive, the record is called Obviously. Rachel Price, Mike McDuck Olson, Bridget Kearney, Mike Calabrese, Aki Burmese, thanks so much for being with us here on E-Town again. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Lake Street Dive. We have time for one more song. I want to thank all our guests, of course, Shaky Graves and Lake Street Dive for being on the show this week. We have a collaboration recorded remotely between these two artists, Rachel Price and Alejandro Rose Garcia, singing a Beatles song, Two of Us. I want to thank everybody who helped make this show happen this week, including Todd Ayers, Zach Littlefield. Thanks to Helen Forster. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. This is a production of E-Town. Thanks again to Lake Street Dive and Shaky Graves. I'm Nick Forster. Thank you for listening.